1: Gwen and Chris can talk all they want about football, but they've never played it. Uh, dear. They enlisted former Charger and Dolphin Greg
0: Camarillo to provide us with insight from the gridiron.
2: Set,
0: it's time to get the player perspective on 97.3 The Fan. And Greg Camarillo has uh, provided uh, not only great insight, but.
1: Funny insight. My man is in here looking sharp today, too. Burgundy pants. Good to have him in studio today.
2: Dressed for the radio.
1: (laughs) That's always smart to do.
0: You never can tell when they might need a photo. And uh, Look, we needed a photo. You're looking sharp. Greg, thanks for coming in. And thanks for everything you've done for us all year. I think it's been a lot of fun for us and the listeners to get your insight, National Football League. Um, uh, We opened with the Chargers and Phillip Rivers completing 25 passes in a row yesterday. And then we said, why didn't he just call a little flip pass for 26? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think it speaks to Phillip Rivers. He didn't even think about the record. He just keeps wanting to win games. you got to respect a guy like that in a a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, and I was listening to the conversation on my my drive-in, listening to you guys, and you were 100% right. Phillip's not concerned about breaking that record. He's broken so many records, that would just be – one small thing on his, on his list. But he wants to win, and whatever yeah. it takes to win. And the funny thing was, past 26 was actually going to be a little check down that should have a 90% completion rate, but it fell short. Uh, past 25 was something special with, with Phillip running, which is awkward. Right. <laughs> and it's in and of itself. But then Keenan Allen with an amazing play of just getting those toes down. That's receiving beauty and quarterbacking beauty. Uh, and that was great to get tie the record with a catch like that.
1: One of the other big storylines this week was, uh, and it's not necessarily because these two teams are good, but because of the characters that are on these two teams Jacksonville, Buffalo. You had Jalen Ramsey going up against Josh Allen, who he called trash. Uh, <laughs> w- what was your take in that game?
2: Uh, it, it's fun to watch some, some competition. So, right. first of all, Jalen Ramsey is the stereotype of a DB, but pretty much a true stereotype. 90% of DBs just run their mouths. It doesn't matter if it's fact or fiction. <laughs> they just want to run their mouths. Uh, and that's what he did. It was a new, It was just a GQ article. So right. his job was to run his mouth and get attention so he was going to call people trash. That's cool, no problem. But but then to play that team and then not win and be treated like he was the trash, that's what's fun to see. And you like to see a little fire from a rookie quarterback. in, in Buffalo, of all places, they need it.
0: Yeah, no, I think that says, that says... I think it pumped Buffalo up just a little, gave them a little edge in that game because they played well, well yesterday they, for them.
1: Everybody played with an edge on that team. The you fun part was the when... The, th- 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 that yeah. happened between that was what I was going to yeah.
0: When those two guys got kicked out of the game and had to go down the same tunnel together <laughs> to go back Hardcore, to the right? locker room.
2: <laughs> One thing yeah, I do want to discuss is why are two men throwing punches with helmets on and pads on? Wait,
1: how about this, though? Fournette actually pointed him out Put his helmet on, and now let's fight. Yeah, this, this, this is the way it's supposed to you're be. You're going to break
2: a hand before you hurt the other person. It's, come on, You play a sport where it is legal to go beat someone up. <laughs> Hit him. Hit him with your pads. Don't try to punch him in the helmet. Yeah, that, that thing almost
0: spilled over into the crowd a little bit, too, and I got a little dead. That was a crazy scene there in uh, in Buffalo yesterday. A uh, little, little weird in Cleveland, to, or in Cincinnati, I guess. Cleveland won the game in Cincinnati, but Baker Mayfield reuniting with his old coach, Hugh Jackson. Where do you come down on this? I, I want to hear your take on this. I feel bad for you, Jackson. I'm not in the business normally of feeling bad for these guys. Yeah. But – he put a lot of work in on this Cleveland Browns team, and now they're starting to win a couple of games, and then everybody's kind of making him it's feel a little bad about it. Us a yeah,
2: so let, let's not feel bad for coaches that have guaranteed contracts. They get fired, and then they make millions of dollars not doing their job. Not a problem. <laughs> you're, you're a high-risk, <laughs> high-reward business. So
1: Not doing their job.
2: Hugh is getting paid, and, and like any job, if you get fired, it is totally fine to go work for the opposing team. Sure, I was traded from... Miami to Minnesota, not fired, traded. We played each other, I think, two or three weeks later. I wanted nothing more than to beat my former team. Not ill will. I didn't hate those guys. I was upset with the GM at right, the moment. Sure. You felt some time But away. Yeah, yeah, I would have given him the same awkward handshake that, <laughs> right. that we saw at the end of the Cleveland game. But you want nothing more than, than to beat the other guy. And, and for that 60 minutes, he is your enemy. Before buddies, after buddies, but during that time, we're fighting.
1: We're playing. Yeah, as I said to Chris, I didn't have a problem with the awkward handshake. Like, you're, st- I can totally understand you still coming down. You're not really wanting to, you know, hug up, dap up your old coach, but. It was the words that seemed to bother me after the game. It was just it seemed like it was unnecessary. And I told Chris, there, "There's a chance we don't know everything that happened, but it's, yeah. it seemed seemed a little yeah, it, uh, it, a little
2: extra. It seemed like a rookie move. Yes. You know, he'll learn that the business of people coming and going—it happened so much. It might even be him, especially right. with Cleveland right. and quarterbacks. <laughs> he may come and go too. But it's uh, you know, he's young. He'll learn learn that side of the business. But what it does tell me is that he didn't always like Hugh Jackson right. when he was when that was his coach right
1: here's here's Baker talking about Hugh Jackson
2: didn't feel like talking me left Cleveland goes down to Cincinnati I don't know it's just somebody that was in our locker room asking for us to play for him and then goes to a different team we play twice a year everybody can have their spin on it but that's how I feel
1: that that's that sounds like a man who just came out of college. Your right? spin yeah. was poor. <laughs> but but also, it was, was it was respectful. It wasn't he wasn't talking
2: bad about Hugh. He didn't like it, and he, he you know he let it be known. But but you're right. It's just a, it's a rookie who's who's more used to the college atmosphere where it's more about loyalty. When in the pros, it's not
1: one in which he showed no loyalty. Going from Texas yeah, to yeah, to yeah. I won't get into that. I want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers, right? It's very rare that we see him in this state where his team isn't like on the cusp of getting into the playoffs and it pretty much got to win out he said as much after the game yesterday can you think he can pull it off this year uh,
2: i don't think so I don't and, think it, that, yeah. and it's because of that division last year when the packers were having issues uh what did aaron Rodgers say like just just relax, relax. and have a scotch relax. or something like that right. we're not getting that vibe this year <laughs> no. it's not that same relax they are relying on him to win every game And it's just too much. You can't rely on a quarterback to to do everything. Uh, And it's not working. In past years, the division hasn't been as strong. They could sneak into the playoffs. I don't see it happening this year. Minnesota's good. The Bears are looking real good. And Detroit could sneak up and win a game or two.
0: Yeah. And and they have a good running back, Aaron Jones. They don't want to seem to get him. They got him the ball a couple of weeks ago, and they won that game. But then it was back to Rodgers last night, trying to spray it all around against Minnesota. He Uh, seems
1: like he's starting... I will say this. It's been that way a while where they've used him solely to win games. It does seem like it's starting to frustrate him now.
2: Yeah, and I don't think he has the weapons that he's had in the past. And, you know, you're asking this guy, well, you're paying him a lot to get it done, but you're also asking him to get it done, and it's just not happening.
0: A guy that is getting it done, uh, and I think rather quietly, really, because, uh, you know, you're talking about the teams in the AFC, and you're certainly talking about Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you're always talking about the Steelers and the Patriots. But Andrew Luck, who has come back from wherever he was... People thought
1: he was finished.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and and pretty much gave up on him. And Back to an Indianapolis team that, granted, has given him a tremendous offensive line. I think he got sacked yesterday for the first time in a month and a half. But not exactly an all-star receiver crew. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's pretty good. But he leads his team back yesterday, and all of a sudden now the Colts are sitting on a playoff spot... Greg, you feel pretty good for a guy like Andrew Luck.
2: Yeah, especially because he's a Stanford guy, and I'm a Stanford guy, Aha, so I'm, I'm cheering on Andrew Luck, which was hard watching my former team, the Dolphins, get beat by him. But Andrew Luck has fully recovered. When you go through an injury, it takes time, not just the timeline to get back on the field, but a timeline to get back to being yourself. And that's what we saw early on. You know, He was still adjusting to his shoulder. He was didn't have the deep ball, didn't have the same power behind his arm. Now the team is rolling, and Chris, I think you nailed it. It's the offensive line. They've invested draft picks, money on an offensive line, and when you can keep a quarterback upright, when you can keep his eyes downfield, he can find not even the greatest receivers, not a great tight end, but he can find those weapons and make things happen.
1: Yeah. He's certainly driving the ball down the football field a little bit more than earlier in the season. Uh, I want to talk. I want to get your opinion on on the MVP race, right? Uh, obviously, Mahomes is is a guy that everybody's been talking about. Uh, but Drew Brees has been right there pretty much all years. Golf is another one. Gurley's yeah, another yeah. one. Who do you think right now sits atop the leaderboard?
2: All right, so if you'd have asked me this two weeks ago, I would have been— I think I did ask you two yes. weeks ago. Yeah, and and I, had and I was all over the Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Good memory. Um, that's a baseball memory <laughs> com- compared to a football memory.
1: <laughs> I haven't been hitting the head as much, so you're, good.
2: you're good Much safer. Uh, two weeks ago, I would have been all over the Mahomes bandwagon and, and still think he's an amazing player, But the biggest difference is what you do late in the season. After Thanksgiving, that push you make when the games get harder, when people are targeting you. And Drew Brees right now seems to have his team on the upswing. The Chiefs started out strong. They still are strong. They look great. But the Saints are improving. And talk about a quarterback that doesn't have well-known weapons. I mean, Alvin Kamara, yes. But his receivers are guys, I think – the last game they played, or two weeks ago, they had three dudes catch their very first NFL that's touchdown. Right. I think so, he's right.
0: throwing a touchdown to 13 different guys this year. And I'm a little
2: bit upset I haven't caught one. Because <laughs> yeah. he's flipping it to everybody. He flips it to everybody. Yeah. And, and, and a, a little side story about that is when I was playing in New Orleans, I was a, a total backup. So I was just a guy, just in case someone got hurt, they would bring me and throw me in the game. I played, I caught passes in one game against the Chargers. Saints first Chargers. I ended up with four catches, Could have been six, I fell down on one looking like an old man, because I was old (laughs) at that point in my career. But that just shows an example. I'm I'm barely practicing. I'm coming basically from the airport straight to the game, and Drew Brees finds me and fits me into the offense. And I was by no means a receiving threat at that point. And so he, as long as you are willing to work into that offense, Drew Brees will find you and use that offense and make you a weapon. He
0: doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter to him who's running the route. He knows all where all six guys are going to be, and he seems to be the quickest quarterback at finding the open of the six
1: to, to speak on that a little bit i i know that to be true because at fitness quest where where drew works out there was a kid made by the name of marcus clark and drew invests not only in the guys who he knows he's throwing to but the practice squad guys i mean hmm. he had that's where marcus clark was at. he was on the practice squad went out showed well and he got on the roster because of it but he speak he works out not just his best receiver he works out the two, the three, the four, the practice guy. He has a good um, vibe with all of, all of his receivers, whether they're the number one receiver or not. He's,
2: he's going to make sure everybody's on the same page. Communication yes. is key. And one thing Drew does that, that I haven't seen from other quarterbacks is – uh, Chris, kind of like you pointed out about him knowing where everyone is in practice, when he makes a throw, as soon as he throws he the finishes ball, his progressions. He points exactly. He points <laughs> out the this. rest of his progression. So he throws the ball to his first read. He points to his second read, his third read, and then his dump down running back. So every play in practice, he knows. Even in walkthroughs, he knows exactly what three, four people he's looking at in the order he's looking at them.
1: Real quick, you mentioned it a little bit before you expanded on on trees. There, why is it once December hits? does the game seem to get a lot tougher for everybody?
2: The the fight for the playoffs, the push for the playoffs. You realize at this point that literally every play has an impact on if you make the playoffs or not. And also, teams are targeting you. So you know you're playing the Saints. They're one of the best teams. We're going to give everything we got to beating the Saints. So we're going to put it all out there. And so when you combine the pressure of the playoffs with being chased at, at, as one of the best teams the competition just gets a little tighter do,
1: do you feel that in the games like is it a noticeable difference playing in a game in december than it is playing absolutely. in absolutely
2: yeah especially when you know you're you're on the verge of verge of elimination and we've seen i guess with the steelers They've had two games that have come down to it at the wire. They lost one this week, won one last week, and that little bit, just that they were a yard or two away and been through an interception, just that little bit is something that can keep you out of the playoffs or can keep you away from home field advantage and make you, say, go up to Foxborough and play the Patriots, which you don't want to (laughs) do.
1: Nobody does.
0: I I can't imagine NFL games getting a whole lot more intense than they already are, but I know they do in December, and then they take another step in January, and that's where uh, these guys really earn their money. Uh, We haven't had a chance to talk to you, Greg, since the Chief Ram game last Monday night. As a former wide receiver, um, you've got to. We've talked about the fact that there are no rules governing defensive backs. No touching. No (laughs) touching. No touching. touching, No breathing. No anything. (laughs) But what was your reaction as you watched that game unfold last Monday night?
2: So uh, I actually teach a class at USD on Monday nights, and so I I haven't been able to fully invest in a Monday night football game. It just so happened to be that our midterm exam was that Monday night, so I got to sit there and watch the whole game while the, while the students were taking the test, and I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> just a student would ask and ra- raise their hand I to ask a question. Well, what do you mean on question number three? Uh, and I would look at him annoyed, like, I'm going to ask a right now. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was ecstatic that I got to watch it, and I loved it. Who didn't want to watch that game and enjoy the excitement, the back and forth, and – not only do we have 100 points, more than 100 points, there were defensive touchdowns. Yeah. You're not just talking about, like, that was a good sack. Sack, fumble, touchdown, yeah. interception. There were three of those. And it's just fun. <laughs> it was exciting, and what a great environment for a game that was moved, put together at the last minute, and to have all the fanfare, all the excitement, and then to have that many points, it was awesome.
1: We had Kirk Morrison on last weekend, and I and I asked him about that. I was like, what, once the, the offense is that dominant and you can't really – do anything from a defensive back position as a lineman or a linebacker getting in getting to the quarterback is it not just about the sack no more it becomes about getting the ball out of his hands because you want to participate in scoring like everybody else i would yeah, assume
2: absolutely uh party in the backfield and it's, <laughs> it's um i mean dbs have a tough job man it's, uh, and so that the pass rush is that much more important but also just hitting a guy you know if mahomes takes off with the ball and runs hit him if you can get a hit as, as long, long as you get it's that not in related, his head a little you got to get it in and just that little extra hit can take that a little flinch out of a quarterback and that could be the difference in a big play you can't hit him
0: I mean, I, I know yesterday it's Andrew true. Luck slid in on one, and uh, they threw a flag. The guy didn't even hit him. So
2: Yeah, and then they threw a pass to Andrew Luck, and he got blasted. That's the then <laughs> they called that
0: one, too. Yeah, that was... Why are they calling a pass for a guy who's been injured the whole year and finally looks healthy? Yeah, it's uh, you know,
2: it forces well, I don't you think, think they called that it. play. I don't,
0: I, I'll go back. I know what you're talking about. When they lined <laughs> Luck up as a receiver. He, he threw it too high. Andrew Luck had to jump for it. But, but it, it was, was fourth and one. Body. It was actually, believe it or not, I think, a smart play play by the cornerback who was covering Andrew Luck, who figured they're never going to throw the ball to him, so he just blitzed. And Brissett really had nothing else to do but to throw it to Andrew Luck because he was wide open.
1: Yeah. But yeah. he
0: laid him out, and the safety laid him out, but he hung on to it. That was a key play as a fourth-down play.
1: Greg, do you think there is danger in watering down football with this all this offense?
2: The one thing I don't like are uh, – the rules that are basically eliminating big hits, you know, and I understand you're trying to make the game safer, but at some point you need to understand it's not it. Is not easy for a defender. No. If I'm no. if I'm a DB and I'm coming to hit a receiver and he happens to duck at the last second and I hit his head, that's not the defender's fault. No, that's the receiver's fault. And this is coming from a receiver who wants <laughs> to be as protected as possible. Put a bubble around me, right? But it's just not fair. Sometimes you got to play at full speed. And, and to tell a guy, you know, for a receiver that's moving around, you can't hit him in certain places it's just it's too hard to play defense as it is and then to get these penalties and then to take cash out of your pocket for something that's just too hard to avoid
1: now I, I believe we've asked you this were you one of the receivers that which did you prefer getting hit high or getting hit low
2: oh man hit me low hit you low yeah you can you can repair a knee you can't repair a brain no and it's uh, a <laughs> I, I, I mean, because that well, was
1: that was some of the sticking points for some of the players. Yeah, when yeah. as they've it's, been making these changes, I'd rather be hit low. I'd rather be hit high. It's,
2: yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, just hit me in the chest. <laughs> That'll yeah, work. I mean, yeah, but yeah. 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 Ideally, I, I like I, you hit me in I, the middle. I of my would high. much rather you just hit me in the legs okay. than my head. But yeah, it's uh. That's a hard thing, man. A DB job is a hard job.
0: Yeah, it's almost impossible now, right now in the NFL, but uh, Greg Camarillo, fantastic. Always talking NFL with you on uh, Mondays. It's been a blast all season. We look forward to doing it as we head into
1: December. He blessed us with his presence today, too. That was really nice, <laughs> oh. yeah.
0: Do you have a test tonight, or is there a class tonight? We have a You class actually can't tonight, watch so the Monday night game there tonight? Will be no,
2: there will
1: be no watching
0: from there. <laughs> no actually, Monday night
2: game have to tonight. I teach some things tonight. <laughs> I
0: can't believe he was sitting there watching the game while they were taking a
2: test. What and, class
1: you teaching
2: again it is uh, sports and higher education it's a it's a class for our first year student athletes to um, get them adjusted ready for college to become leaders on campus and in their sport and That's
0: usd's uh, student athletes i think are, are are all kind of made from that cloth they are they so are i hate to admit you hate that, to admit but it they <laughs> are they definitely i can't are. ever get tony to ever say anything nice about <laughs> usd
2: but What's i give it my best hour. shot we got a little rivalry cross-town rivalry Greg,
0: teaching a class or taking or going over the middle
2: in the nfl oh yikes they both uh
0: they both have their pitfalls ha, man
2: you both get hit you, you get random things that hit you uh, and get you off key um let, let's go with preparing for a class
1: it is, be the it is really it
2: is hard so first of all it's a, it's a two hour and 50 minute class and it is hard That's to keep someone's attention from 7 to nine fifty p.m i'll tell you that people are asleep they're tired from practice and
1: i gotta try to keep their attention and teach them something one quick question before you go i gotta you you're stanford guy Yes, sir. Most, Uh with the exception of maybe two of the Stanford baseball players, are different birds. (laughs) Did you notice this at all at Stanford at all? Most...
2: If not the exception of two Stanford students, <laughs> are, diff- different birds. are different, are <laughs> okay. different We're cut from a different cloth, and it, certainly, and it's, certainly. It's, it's, sometimes it's an awkward cloth, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's that's just how it is. <laughs> but when you you when you're a slightly awkward person like that, a combination of nerd and athlete, which we take pride in, you feel at home around other nerds and athletes. So, <laughs> I, I love you know, the way you answered. We're that we're, like we're we're a different breed, but we take pride in it. I would have
0: liked Greg, to have been a nerd by, and bro. an athlete and had a chance to go to Me Stanford. Me, you both. That wouldn't have been so bad. All right to
1: turn it down That's Greg thanks
0: so much man appreciate the time we'll catch up to you in a week or two alright thank you fellas Greg Camarillo in studio today talking National Football League we still have a half hour to go Big Five is coming up
1: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we
0: conclusively sports the clock at four Doncic the
1: step back three you bet music you said my word